Voices podcast. I'm your host, Josh Van Campen, and this is part of our How to Be Ready podcast series where we're speaking to alumni from across the globe, sharing their insights and what it takes to work in their country and what their experiences and a bit of advice they can give to current students or graduates looking to work in their city or potentially even returning home. And online, we have Dr. Lukman Aziz, who is the sports biomechanist at Sports Singapore in Singapore. Lukman, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. And before we get started and get into the questions, can you just give a bit of a background in regards to your role there at Sports Singapore? Sure. Thanks, Josh, for having me here on this uh, conference call. I'm a sports biomechanist from the Singapore Sport Institute, which is under it's a division under a group under Sports Singapore, a government organization. So my role as a sports biomechanist, it's uh, just one department of uh, four several sports science uh, disciplines to so the sports biomechanics, sports physiology, strength conditioning, sports nutrition, and sports psychology. As my role uh, as a sports biomechanist, I mostly will look at the uh, movement function of the athlete. So biomechanist really is the uh, physics of human movement. So what we do is we pretty much look at how an athlete perform a particular technique or particular skill and we advise him or her on how to best improve their performance and reduce their risk of injury. So that's in a nutshell. Beautiful. And speaking of performance, you're in a busy period at the moment because you're preparing for some games coming up, aren't you? Yep. So we have the Southeast Asian Games at the end of the year in Philippines and you know, Southeast Asian Games is always a big one for Singapore. Singapore I believe that it's a it's not a mature sporting nation. We're getting there, but uh, over the past few years, the participation in sport and the interest in sport has increased tremendously, and uh, that's why we are putting more a little bit more focus on sports than the previous years. And at Sport Singapore, we use sport as a strategy uh, for everyone uh, to live better. So our motto is basically live better through sports. And one of the strategies is use high performance and inspiring the Singapore spirit and helping them uh, live better through sports. Beautiful. And so let's, we'll get straight in, into this on the questions because as we I talked about at the start sure. there, you know, there's some recent graduates or current students that are looking to potentially work in Singapore. Yep. What do they need to know about what it takes to work in, in Singapore? And, you know, even some advice into regards to into getting a job similar to yours. Okay. So uh, if I look at visa, uh, possibly not the best person to answer this, but uh, you definitely need some form of uh, an employment pass. So uh, if off the top of my head, there's a few different employment passes, employment, employment pass, personalized employment pass, and entree pass, and dependent pass, or whichever way you would need a visa to work in Singapore. And uh, definitely, if you have a spouse in Singapore, it definitely helps, uh, <laughs> just like any other country. But yeah, I mean, to start off, if to work in Singapore, you need to uh, have some sort of some form of visa. And what are some, what are the career options like, especially for someone who who is like yourself who studied sports science at UWA? Mm. What, what are yep. the career options like? Because as you said, it's a, it's a young sporting nation. So what are their options? So. As a uh, in my field, I reckon the options is is very vast. Uh, when it comes to uh, sports science itself, you know, you can uh, it's quite diverse. You can go into personal training, you can go go into coaching, uh, performance analysis. Uh, it's still growing though. So and 
even in Singapore, we have uh, sports science courses. The opportunity is there for sure. But at the end of the day, you need to be, I guess, one of my mentors in Singapore said that, you know, you, you need to be well connected and people need to know you, uh, you know, to get your, uh, your name uh, in the market. But yeah, definitely for sports, regardless of which level, whether it's on uh, entry level as a fresh graduate, a master's student, PhD, mid-career, there is a role in Singapore when it comes to sports. Uh, with regards to other fields, like other opportunities, right? I don't see Singapore as much different from other countries. At this current moment, I believe that the field of data analytics, uh, artificial intelligence, machine learning, it's highly, highly sought after. And uh, no, Singapore being a small financial hub, uh, you know, we have I think Amazon in Singapore, Google in Singapore, uh, just these big companies, they will be looking for a lot of data analysts, uh, people or individuals who are well-versed in artificial or interested in artificial intelligence or machine learning. Definitely uh, user experience designers or UX designers, you know, how the, uh, the use of apps, and no, nobody can uh, avoid it. Everyone, pretty much everyone <laughs> in Singapore, everyone in Australia has a smartphone. I don't know anyone who doesn't have a smartphone. So, and UX designers are, you know, the, the people who design these apps, uh, how, how it looks, how it functions, and it's highly, highly sought after. How easy is it to be recruited when you're already living in country? Because you're studying at UWA for, for quite a while, you're doing yep. some odd jobs as well. How important is it to be living in that country to get that job? Uh, to be honest, my personal opinion and my personal experience, it's not, I, if, if visas were a non-issue, I think at the end of the day, it's your skill level or it's the demand. It's always just uh, demand uh, that leads to the ease of getting a job. I mean, even if you're not living in a country, because I have uh, mates who... Uh, who's not living in Australia, but applied for a uh, residency through a, uh, because he was a chemical engineer, but at, at a particular time, I'm not sure about now, but at the, at the time, chemical engineering was uh, in the skills occupations list. And because it's in skills occupation list, it's in the demands list. And uh, he, he got the residency um, quite easily than others, for example. So it's about the the demand. With regards to Singapore, is it easy to be recruited if if you're living there? If you're living there, that means you probably have a, some form of visa. So I would say yes. But as a tourist, um, I'm I'm not quite sure. I highly doubt so. Yeah. Now, for yourself, you know, you, you lived in Perth for eight years. What were the biggest adjustments for you after living in Perth, moving back to Singapore? And what are some of those adjustments that some recent graduates today need to be aware of? Uh, living in Perth was amazing. Uh, it's like my second home. Uh, it's been a while since I got back there, but it's, it's always a uh, close place to my heart. In Perth, it's, I would say it's a bit laid back. Uh, things are a little bit slower, uh, which is great because it gives you the time to reflect on a lot of things. In Singapore, it's honestly, it's fast-paced. Everyone's, uh, I mean, the time is, uh, they would say money, but I would think that Singapore, uh, the, the pace of life, the dynamics in Singapore is much, much uh, faster. So someone who has been living in Perth adjusted, or in Australia adjusted to coming back to Singapore, there's, uh, this pace of life, 
uh, is the biggest, uh, you need to adapt real quick because you know you're going to get run over. Uh, any, <laughs> any other uh, financial hubs or business city, you know, if you go from Perth to Melbourne, you see a little bit of peace difference. You go to uh, Perth to New York, I guess Singapore is a little bit like New York, like everything's very fast. Work, work needs to be get, uh, work needs to get done pretty fast. So I guess that's the biggest adjustment. Someone who's been living in Perth, who wants to work in Singapore, is that everything happens quick here. So be prepared. Be prepared. That's what yep, I'm. Yep, and, that's uh, what I'm. That's yep. what I'm hearing. Now, wh- yep. how, what was the biggest selling point for you, even I guess as an employee, to to businesses in in Singapore to getting that job? Like, how important is having that uh, UWA degree and having, I guess, that's uh, you know overseas degree give you that advantage yeah. in Singapore? As a Singaporean, I would think that the exposure of just, I mean, regardless of the degree, right? The exposure to live uh, in, in Australia, uh, you know, uh, equipped me with uh, you know, knowledge of experiencing a different culture, living in a different country. Uh, you know, there's a lot of adaptations or learning uh, that happened to me. Uh, throughout the eight years, and um, my mind definitely opened up to a lot of different things. I reckon that you no, know, in terms of my skill set, is is quite diverse thanks to that. Now, it, just regardless of the degree, and uh, I would say that at that particular time, my current uh, it, it's hard to attain, or it's it's not possible to attain my degree at that particular time when I was in Singapore. So I had to leave. I had to leave Singapore to go to Australia just to get this particular degree. And coming from UWA, uh, specifically, uh, we are very strong in sports science. So when, uh, I that when, an employee, uh, when an employer sees that I have a degree from UWA, and if they're in the field, they'll know that the UWA is powerhouse in sports science and gives the extra confidence that, give them the extra confidence that, you know, this guy or this girl, you came from a well-established university in this particular field. And... As I mentioned before, you've lived and worked in Perth and Singapore. What are the best ways to get settled? Because you touched on how busy and fast-paced a place is there in Singapore. Um, you know, how do you create those networks? How do you create those friends in a new city? Yep. So the first thing I did, uh, it wasn't easy getting a job in Singapore as a fresh PhD graduate because the field is quite specific at that particular time. But what helped tremendously was the uh, networking with the UW alumni. So I uh, fortunate enough to uh, met up with uh, Dr. Hani Ng, uh, Dr. Stephen Chu, our alumni leaders in Singapore. And slowly but surely, they have introduced me to uh, a few different people, got me a part-time job as a lecturer. And, uh, and that's where I also, I'm always in uh, contact with my seniors, who happens to be my boss now. <laughs> uh, and I always maintain contact with him and I believe that you know, in a new city where you don't know anyone the first thing that you need to do is just to reach out to the uh, your school's alumni and uh, that's how it helped me in getting those networks and just be involved you know, just when uh, volunteer work and etc just it's on top of just getting a job it's, it's a good way to give back to the university that gave you so much so I believe that you no. Know, Stick, uh, getting in touch with your alumni is key or essential, at least for me. 
Yeah, well, can you give give us a few examples? And you touched on the volunteering side of stuff. What what kind of initiatives did you volunteer for? Uh, well, I think several initiatives uh, <laughs> set up by uh, UW alumni in Singapore. For example, you know, fresh graduate uh, graduates uh, uh, before the, the departure meeting, before they depart, and uh, we have this uh, get together. Uh, I wouldn't say it's an exhibition, basically an act to, uh, get together for the students and the parents to come and see uh, current students or past students from UWA and, and get their opinion and advice on how. So my kid, you know, is either going to be safe, uh, how it's going to go, how is there Muslim food near my neighborhood, to give them the assurance that you know, there's someone who has been through what their child is going to go through. And these kind of things that you know, need, need people in the network to you know, volunteer their services and you know, there's, there's quite a bit of that in Singapore that the uh, alumni community has uh, organized. And you know, we have networking drinks, uh, planning of networking drinks, planning of uh, this kind of other alumni meetings and future prospective student meetings, which you can get involved in. Yeah, I was just thinking, what about outside of, I guess, the UWA network as well? Were you volunteering as well in Singapore or you just simply haven't had the time? Uh, well, to... Uh, in the initial period whereby I was looking for a job, I uh, had to volunteer in the, field, uh, my, the specific field of choice which I would want to work in. So at that particular time, it was sports science, right? I mean, now I'm a sports scientist. So I was looking for a sports science job. You know, the, uh, the position, depending on that, that level, is, can be quite limited. So you got to get involved in you know, projects in local universities, for example, NTU, National uh, Nanyang Technological University, I got involved in projects at Sport Singapore, uh, but this is was uh, on a volunteering basis, uh, and you know, just like say, okay, for example, data collection for this particular project. So I will I'll email the uh, the lecturer or the academics or the sports scientists in charge of the institute, and uh, I don't say that you no, know, I'm a fresh PhD graduate, uh, looking for a job. Uh, this, this is my particular interest. Would you reckon that my skill set will be of uh, value, even uh, on a volunteering basis? Unfortunately for me, I got a few calls. Then uh, that's how I, I did uh, my voluntary work. And just shortly after that, they, they secured funds for me to do uh, assistance work and work on smaller projects. And eventually, a position opened up. And because I have prior experience volunteering and working on project in this particular organization, uh, it helped uh, give me the extra leverage uh, to secure that job. That's really good. And that's, that's fantastic. And I guess really good advice for you to, for those out there to, that if you don't have that, I guess, don't have the ability to, to get that job straight out of uni to volunteer, and especially volunteer in your industry. But I'm curious about your time on campus at UW as well. Were you heavily involved in any student groups or volunteering in any capacity while you were studying here as well? Uh, no, I was just uh, tutoring. There's a lot of lab tutoring. Fortunately, <laughs> I've been given the opportunity by Dr. Nat Benjanubatra. Uh, Nat, if you're listening to this, thank you again. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, during my PhD, because in my, in my degree days, uh, you know, coming from Singapore, there is this pressure. There is this pressure to perform because I know uh, the tuition fees isn't, isn't cheap. So there is this pressure, you know, uh, which I put on myself, say that, no, I need to do as best as I can. And to do as best as I can, I need to be uh, very focused on the task at hand, which was uh, to study. 
and to study and to get immersed with the, the culture. I mean, apart from studying to get immersed with the culture there, but studying took a little bit of time during my degree days. So I didn't, I didn't work at all during uh, my degree days. But then uh, come my PhD days where, uh, where I got the opportunity to work in a few different organizations. I mean, I work as a personal trainer. I work as a lab tutor at the university at my faculty or department, which is sports science, which is amazing. Did that for about two and a half, three years. And I also was involved in a, uh, a, this company called Sports Challenge Australia, where it promotes uh, leadership, uh, character building, team bonding through sports. So it's a private company set up by an academic in Australia, a young professor, Dr. Uh, Dr. Gary Tester, sorry. Uh, and I was heavily involved in that. So we will go through local schools and de deliver this program. Uh, you know, as a PhD student, uh, uh, sure, there's a stipend, but you always want to uh, gain the extra income, right? Mm -hmm. but earning the extra income through this uh, work uh, to show your, I mean, the impact that you can do through your work. To, for example, high school students was amazing. So I pretty much got involved in uh, lab tutoring and this company called Sports Challenge Australia, visiting different uh, high schools. I think primary schools as well, if I'm not mistaken. I did it for a while. No. I'm still doing it, actually. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't stop for you. Now, I'm curious, no, no, yeah. you, you talk about, you know, your undergrad, you basically said you didn't do any form of volunteering. Do, do, do you wish you did? Is there any regrets to your undergrad where you go, oh, I wish I did more? Uh, well, I did a lot in my undergrad years. I, I did studying a lot, but I did uh, spending time with my Australian friends quite a bit. Yeah. If there's one, I would say uh, possibly getting involved in, uh, so I'm not sure if Sport Science has this uh, group uh, called PISA, mm -hmm. which looks at uh, organizing activities, getting the, uh, the faculty or the school together uh, so that people can get to know one another. It's like a, it's like a physical education. I forgot what the name is, but yeah. if that was, if I were to do it again, I definitely joined that group sure. because they, they did quite a lot of activities, uh, which promotes, uh, sports science and promotes, uh, uh, interaction within the whole school. Yeah. So networking, let's talk about the networking side of stuff then, because yep. I guess Peter do a really good job of that for, I guess, the current students, but what, what's it like in, in Singapore? Like, have you got any advice on the best ways to network on and offline? You, you've touched on, I guess, touching base with the, the Singapore alumni mm. network there, a yep. few WA grads, but what, what are the best ways to even network on, online? Because, you know, is it LinkedIn? Is yep. it simply going to the company websites and emailing yep, people? Yep. What's What's what advice can you give people? I think the best, the best way is, uh, I mean, LinkedIn is definitely important because people need to know who they're talking to and who, uh, who's contacting them straight away. Uh, I think contacting specific, uh, specific individuals is more impactful depending on your field. For example, if I want a particular job in say, say cancer research as a postdoc, I would definitely contact that particular academic instead of contacting the school. So be targeted in your approach. Be targeted and who you want to uh, contact. And online right now, uh, social media is a good uh, tool. Twitter is a good tool. LinkedIn, definitely a good tool to get yourself out there and uh, to get 
involves an updates on basically the latest uh, upcoming events in that particular field. You know, open houses, uh, meetings, exhibitions, they are very powerful tools to get your name out there because if, if they don't know who you are, then how are they going to hire you, right? Exactly right. Exactly right. Now, I'm really keen to, to hear your thoughts on, I guess, personal brand because uh, it's kind of, I guess, one of those things people always talk about and you need to, you know, you talk about people need to know who you are on LinkedIn. Um, how have you displayed your, your personal brand there in Singapore? Uh, well, as a fresh graduate, it's always hard to display your personal brand because pretty much, I guess, if you don't have prior experience, you do not have a personal brand. That's where volunteering jobs and working in small projects help build that uh, brand of yours. Because when people know your capabilities through your own work, that's how uh, branding comes about, right? Because if you're a fresh graduate, somehow or other you need to, I mean, I would think that volunteering and working on smaller projects would definitely help. Uh, if I, I mean, I can polish my LinkedIn up uh, really nicely, but personal branding comes with experience. If you don't have that experience, it's a bit hard. It's a bit hard to get yourself up there. So yeah, you just need to work on this experience and how you work on this experience it's to me, if you don't have an experience and volunteering and working on smaller projects just before you secure that first job is, uh, I guess, uh, uh, vital components in you building your brand up. Uh, last question, Lubin. I'm going to put sure. you on the spot. If you can give one piece of advice to a current student who is either looking to stay in Perth or to work overseas in Singapore or wherever, what's the one piece of advice you want to give to a current student? One piece of advice is definitely uh, mix around with everyone, especially the locals. Uh, that was the best advice my aunt ever gave me. Uh, I don't, it's quite common when you go to the, uh, another country, which is not your, your home country, that you will stick to your own cliques. You will stick to your comfort zone. You will stick to the people that you know. Uh, please don't do this. Um, mix around with everyone, especially the locals. You learn about the culture, uh, travel, uh, travel to a different place, travel to a different state, uh, talk to as many people as possible, get involved in as many things as possible. Stay out of your comfort zone. That's the only advice I would give uh, current students or prospective students. Do not afraid to you know, put yourself out there, participate in activities you've never done before. Uh, just don't stick to your comfort zone. I think that's really good advice for anyone, for not even just, you know, prospective student, students, yep. current students, but also graduates, whether recent or, or old, older. Getting yep. out of your comfort zone, I think, is, is definitely is the key and probably a key to success as well. And that's probably why you've been so successful in your role. Uh, Lumen, that, that's all the time we've got. Really appreciate the time you've given us. Really appreciate I, you giving me this opportunity, Josh. No, I think I'm really looking forward to seeing what the future holds for you and especially Definitely. in the sports, sports field. And I know we'll be all watch, keeping an eye on the Southeast Asian Games <laughs> there and uh, hopefully Singapore get the results that you're looking for. Hopefully, man.